Hi, I'm Jay John. Welcome to the Heroes of the Faith podcast, read by my wife, Killy. Phyllis Wheatley, an enslaved black woman who became one of the first published writers in North America, was a Christian who fought the horror of slavery. Phyllis was born in West Africa in 1753, but as a young girl was sold by a local chief to a slave trader and, in 1761, transported to North America, then still British colonies. Unfit for the agricultural labour in the South, the girl was taken to New England, where slaves were mainly used as servants. There, the now nameless girl, speaking no English, in poor health and wrapped in nothing more than dirty carpet, was bought by Susanna Wheatley, the wife of a wealthy Boston merchant. The Wheatleys treated their new servant with affection, naming her Phyllis after the ship that had brought her. Phyllis was to later write of Mrs Wheatley, I was treated by her more like her child than her servant. The Wheatleys educated their servants and here Phyllis showed she was very intelligent. Rapidly learning English, she was soon devouring books, not just the English classics but Greek and Latin ones too. Acquiring the Christian faith of the family, Phyllis soon possessed a rich knowledge of the Bible. At the age of 14, Phyllis began writing poetry. Her first poems, often prompted by deaths and political events, echoed the classical English poets of the time. Published in newspapers, Phyllis's poetry grew much attention in New England and... Helped by her corresponding with people, she soon became well-known. In 1770, she wrote a poem for the evangelist George Whitfield, which was widely circulated on both sides of the Atlantic. By the time she was 18, Phyllis Wheatley, as she was now known, had gathered a collection of 28 poems. To allay any suspicion that she had help in their writing, she was examined by a group of Boston celebrities who declared that she was indeed the author. Seeking funding for a book of the poems, she found that the New England colonists were reluctant to support an African poet and so turned to Great Britain, where her poems had already made her well known. In 1773, Phyllis sailed to Great Britain with one of the Wheatleys in the hope of helping her publish. There she was welcomed into the highest social circles, where she was treated not as a servant, but as a celebrity. Although she met and impressed many influential people, her trip was cut short and she was unable to have scheduled meetings with both King George and the Countess of Huntingdon. Back in America, Phyllis was set free by her owners and her poetry book continued to bring her fame. Many people praised her, in some cases conceding that she had persuaded them that Africans could indeed write poetry. Phyllis kept writing poetry and engaging in correspondence with George Washington and John Newton, 
the great opponent of slavery. However, the Revolutionary War, which began in 1775 and which brought uncertainty and widespread poverty to New England, proved hard times for poets. The possibility of a second poetry volume faded. In 1778, Phyllis married a free African-American man who, after failing in various careers, found himself imprisoned for debt. Now impoverished, Phyllis slipped into obscurity. She died in 1784 at the premature age of 31. Phyllis Wheatley wrote 145 poems as well as numerous letters to national and international figures. With time, Phyllis became honoured as one of the very first published American writers and in the last hundred years there has been much attention paid to her as a writer who was both a woman and a person of colour. What marks Phyllis Wheatley out as a hero is her sustained struggle against the slavery that had ravaged her life. Here her conviction comes over in a poem addressed to the Earl of Dartmouth. I, young in life, by seeming cruel fate, was snatched from Africa's fancied happy seat. Such, such my case... And can I then but pray, others may never feel tyrannic sway. In her worthy battle against slavery, I see three things. First, Phyllis was subtle. This was the 18th century and Phyllis was an enslaved black African woman. Yet given her limited power, she did what she could. As what we would today call an influencer, she worked effectively to change the opinions of those who did have power. Second, Phyllis was strategic. By writing poems that matched European writers, Phyllis demonstrated that she and her people were in no way inferior. In doing so, she undermined the racist basis of slavery. Finally, Phyllis was spiritual. Her Christian faith both encouraged and defined her battle against slavery. The result was that she was able to choose restraint over revolt and persuasion over protest. With skill, wisdom and grace, Phyllis Wheatley tackled the bitter injustice of slavery that she herself had endured and in doing so, made a lasting and powerful impact. She's a good role model for us all. I hope you've been inspired by today's Heroes of the Faith podcast. Please visit our website, canonjjohn.com, where you can sign up to receive future blogs direct to your inbox. Thank you for listening. One doctor developed the world's first vaccine. One civil rights activist helped to end racial segregation in the USA. One botanist developed new farming practices supporting impoverished farmers. 
One former slave escorted 300 others to freedom. One watchmaker saved the lives of 800 Jews and refugees during World War II. One politician persisted to see slavery legally abolished in the UK. Faith, love, generosity, sacrifice, perseverance. Heroes of the Faith, the new coffee table book by J. John. Available now at canonjjohn.com.